Welcome to Zichud Dafsi. My name is Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're going Nazir Daftal, the first parak called Kanuye Naziras. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission teaches the differences between a Nazir Shimshon and a Nazir Olam. A permanent Nazir, one who declared himself a Nazir for life. Nazir Olam hikbitsa aro mekubatar. One who is a Nazir Olam, if his hair grows heavy, he may lighten it by trimming it with a razor. Or maybe Shalosh Behemus, and he brings three animals for Kabanis at that time. Vimnitma, maybe Carbon Tuma. And if he becomes Tame, he brings the Kabanis of Tuma of an ordinary Nazar. The Gomorrah will source the permit to periodically trim his hair and bring Kabanis then from Abshalom. The Rush, however, says that these laws were received by oral tradition, and the Gomorrah's sources are intended as an asmachta. The Mishnah continues, Nazar Shimshon, Hikbitsa'aro Enomeka. A Nazar Shimshon, even if his hair grows heavy, he may not ever lighten it. And if he becomes Tame, he does not bring the Karbanas of Tuma. The Gemara will clarify that another Shimshon is permitted to become Tame and says that we know by tradition that Shimshon came in contact with Tuma, although it cannot be established unequivocally from Sukim. Point number two, Abraisa teaches the Malchokas about Nazar Shimshon. Rabbi Yudah says he's permitted to become Tame, as our mission has explained to mean. Rabbi Shimon says, Omer Nazar Shimshon Lamar Klum. One who says, I'm here by a Nazar Shimshon has said nothing. Because we do not find about Shimshon that a vow of Nazir has ever left his mouth. The Gemara attempts to parallel this Malchokas with a Malchokas about one who forbids an item on himself like a Bechor, which is forbidden. Rabbi Yudah, it's like Rabbi Yaakov, who says the nether is valid despite a Bechor's Kedusha being automatic and not declared by vow, and he would also validate a Nazar Shimshon, although Shimshon himself was a Nazar without human declaration. Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi, who says the nether is not valid because the Bechor's Kedusha is automatic, and he would also invalidate a Nazar Shimshon. The Gemara rejects his explanation and says that all Tanaim agree that a nether must be linked with something forbidden by declaration. The Malchokas by Bechor hinges on the fact that although the Bechor is automatically Kadosh, its owner must verbally declare its Kedusha. The Rush suggests several explanations of Rebuda's position that another Shimshon is valid, including that Shimshon may have verbally accepted his Naziris upon reaching adulthood. And point number three, Shimon Tzaddik declared that he never ate from the carbon ashram of a Nazir who became Tame. Tosos explains that a Nazir who becomes Tame needs to begin counting his Naziris anew, and he feared that the Nazir would regret his Naziris, rendering the carbon to be Huan brought in the Azara. He said, however, that there was one incident when he did partake of the carbon. He once met a very handsome Nazir whose locks were arranged in curls. When Shimon Tzaddik asked him why he undertook to destroy his hair by becoming a Nazir, he responded that he had once seen his reflection and was seized by his Yetzirah and reacted forcefully by declaring himself a Nazir and shaved his hair for the sake of heaven. Shimon Tzaddik kissed him on his head and declared, Kamos Chagirbu Nazirim Yisrael, may there be more vows of Naziris in Yisrael like you. Alecha, Kasav Omer, it's about you that the Pasuk says, Ish indor nether nazir Hashem. If a man clearly vows to be a Nazir to abstain for the sake of Hashem. So once again, the three points are, number one, the next mission teaches the differences between a Nazir Shimshon and a Nazir Olam, a permanent Nazir, one who declared himself a Nazir for life. Nazir Olam hikbitsa aro mekubatar, one who is a Nazir Olam, if his hair grows heavy, he may lighten it by trimming it with a razor. Or maybe Shalosh Behemus, and he brings three animals for Karbanas at that time. Vimnitma, maybe Karban Tuma. And if he becomes Tame, he brings the Karbanas of Tuma of an ordinary Nazar. The Gomorrah will source the permit to periodically trim his hair and bring Karbanas then from Abshalom. The Rush, however, says that these laws were received by oral tradition, and the Gomorrah's sources are intended as an asmachta. The Mishnah continues, Nazar Shimshon, Hikbitsa'aro Enomeka. A Nazar Shimshon, even if his hair grows heavy, he may not ever lighten it. And if he becomes Tame, he does not bring the Karbanas of Tuma. 
The Gemara will clarify that another Shimshon is permitted to become Tameh and says that we know by tradition that Shimshon came in contact with Tuma, although it cannot be established unequivocally from Sukim. Point number two, Abraisa teaches the Machokas about Nazar Shimshon. Rabbi Yudah says he's permitted to become Tameh, as our mission has explained to mean. Rabbi Shimon says, Omer Nazar Shimshon Lamar Klum. One who says, I'm here by a Nazar Shimshon has said nothing. Because we do not find about Shimshon that a vow of Nazir has ever left his mouth. The Gemara attempts to parallel this Machokas with a Machokas about one who forbids an item on himself like a Bachor, which is forbidden. Rabbi Yudol like Rabbi Yaakov, who says the neder is valid despite a Bechor's Kedusha being automatic and not declared by vow, and he would also validate a Nazar Shimshon, although Shimshon himself was a Nazar without human declaration. Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi, who says the neder is not valid because a Bechor's Kedusha is automatic, and he would also invalidate a Nazar Shimshon. The Gemara rejects his explanation and says that all Tanaim agree that a neder must be linked with something forbidden by declaration. The Malchokas by Bechor hinges on the fact that although the Bechor is automatically Kadosh, its owner must verbally declare its Kadusha. The Rush suggests several explanations of Rebuda's position that another Shimshon is valid, including that Shimshon may have verbally accepted his Naziris upon reaching adulthood. And point number three, Shimon HaTzadik declared that he never ate from the carbon ashram of Anazir who became Tameh. Tosos explains that Anazir becomes Tameh needs to begin counting his Naziris anew, and he feared that the Nazir would regret his Naziris, rendering the carbon to be Huan brought in the Azara. He said, however, that there was one incident when he did partake of the carbon. He once met a very handsome Nazir whose locks were arranged in curls. When Shimon HaTzadik asked him why he undertook to destroy his hair by becoming a Nazir, he responded that he had once seen his reflection and was seized by his Yetzirah and reacted forcefully by declaring himself a Nazir and shaved his hair for the sake of heaven. Shimon HaTzadik kissed him on his head and declared, Kamos chagirbu Nazirim Yisrael, may there be more vowels of Nazirs in Yisrael like you. Alecha, Kasav Omer, it's about you that the Pasuk says, if a man clearly vows to be a Nazir to abstain for the sake of Hashem. All right, so now we go to Simr Dav Dalet, and our standard simon is a Delet, a door. So here goes. The Nazir Shimshon, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door to see his hairy Bechor, did let the handsome Nazir enter whose hairy locks were arranged in curls. Once again, it's emotion. The Nazir Shimshon, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door, door, that must be more enough, Dala, Dela, door. The Nazir Shimshon, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door, which reminds us the mission teaches the difference between a Nazir Shimshon and a Nazir Olam. Nazir Shimshon may never cut his hair, and if he becomes Tame, does not bring Karbanas for Tuma. So, the Nazar Shimshon, who would not let the very different Nazar Olam come through the hairy door to see his hairy Bechor, which reminds us, Abraisa teaches the Machokas about Nazar Shimshon. Rehuda says he's permitted to become Tameh, as our Mishnah has explained. Reb Shimon says, Ha'omer Nazar Shimshon lo'omer klum. One who says, I'm here by Nazar Shimshon has said nothing, because we do not find about Shimshon that a vow of Naziris ever left his mouth. The Gemara attempts to parallel this Machokas with the Machokas about one who forbids an item on himself like a Bechor, which is forbidden. So, the Nazar Shimshon, who would not let the very different Nazar Olam come through the hairy door to see his hairy Bechor, did let the handsome Nazar enter, whose hairy locks were arranged in curls. Which reminds us that Gemara relates the incident with Shimon and who did partake of a carbon of a handsome Nazar. So, once again, the Nazar Shimshon, who would not let the very different Nazar Olam come through the hairy door to see his hairy Bechor, did let the handsome Nazar enter, whose hairy locks were arranged in curls. All right, so now it's time for four blah blah chazar. Dav tzadi. So the symbol Dav tzadi is a tzedakah box. So here goes. The tzedakah collector, tzedakah collector, that must be more on Dav tzadi. 
tzedakah box. The tzedakah collector took a vow to learn halacha before getting married, which reminds us of the incident of a man who vowed not to benefit from anyone if he would marry before learning halacha, referring to Shas Mishnayis, and how Rav Akhabar Rav Huna tricked him to think that marrying would not trigger the netter, and he married, which forbade him from benefiting from anyone. Rav Akha then smeared him with dirt to show him his immediate need for other people to launder his clothes and brought him to Rav Chista to annul his netter. So the tzedakah collector took a vow to learn halacha before getting married and went around with his tzedakah box collecting for three women whom he initially believed were divorced, which reminds us, the next mission states, three statements of women were originally believed for them to be divorced and collect their ksuba. Omer's tamei anilocha, one who says, I'm defiled to you, which means she had relations with another man and is thereby forbidden to her husband. Shemaim beinigo venicho, or heaven is between me and you, which means he's impotent and cannot have children, which no one else knows. But heaven, in the tula animin yehudim, or I'm removed from Jews, which means she made a net of forbidding herself in relations with all Jews, which indicates that relations are very painful for her. Later, the rabbinic grew concerned that a woman may set her eyes on another man and make these claims to free herself to marry him, so they revised what must be done. So the tzedakah collector took a vow to learn halacha before getting married and went around with a tzedakah box collecting for three women, whom he initially believed were divorced, was shocked when he saw the wife who said she had relations with another man still married to her cohen husband and eating truma, which reminds us, the more inquires if a woman claims she had relations with another man, but is not believed to forbid herself to her husband as per the rabbi's enactment, can she continue to eat truma if she's married to a Cohen? By her own admission, she's forbidden to eat truma, and there would seem no reason not to believe her. Rav Shesha said, She may eat truma so as not to cast aspersions on her children's lineage. If she'll be forbidden in truma, people will believe her claim of being defiled and consider the children born afterwards to be halalim. Rabbi disagree because she can eat chulin and people will simply assume she has no available truma. Dav Tzadi Alf. So the similar Dav Tzadi Alf is an exit sign. So here goes. The Cohen's wife who was violated and was standing under the exit sign. Exit sign. That must mean we're on Dav Tzadi Alf. Say. The Cohen's wife who was violated and was standing under the exit sign with her ksuba, which reminds us, on the previous Dav, we had the question whether a wife of a Cohen who was violated and thereby forbidden to him collects her ksuba or not. Do we say that since her being violated is equal to a Yisrael's wife committing adultery willingly, in that they both become forbidden to their husbands, so she would lose her ksuba like a Yisrael's wife who is willingly unfaithful? Or can she say that as far as she's concerned, she would be permitted to him since she was violated, and it's only his special status as a Kohen which forbids her to him, so it should be viewed as his bad fortune and no fault of hers. There was all the query from her mission which indicates that she does collect her ksuba. So the Cohen's wife, who was violated, was standing under the exit sign with her ksuba, who overheard her friend say to her husband, you have divorced me, which reminds us. The Gemara asks, if a woman says to her husband, you have divorced me, what is the halakha? Is she believed to marry someone else? Rav Amnun suggested a resolution of Ramishma, which taught that the woman who claimed to have been defiled is not believed according to the Mishnah's later ruling. That's only because she realized that the husband doesn't know the truth, so she's not afraid to lie to him, but to claim that he divorced her, which he knows about, she should be believed. Because there's an assumption that a woman would not be so brazen-faced to her husband to claim what he knows to be untrue. Rava sought to prove the opposite. So, the Cohen's wife who was violated and was standing under the exit sign with her ksuba, who overheard her friend say to her husband, You have divorced me, almost got knocked down by a man who broke through a weak wall and fled. Which reminds us, more brings an incident of a man who was secluded with someone's wife, and when the husband returned, the man broke through a weak wall and fled. Rava said that we are confident no sin was committed, and he need not divorce her even as a humra, because the adulterer would have hidden.
Daf base. So the sim for Daf base is a bias, a house. So here goes. The Nazars and the Harry Nazar house, house. That must be one Daf base, bias, house. The Nazars and the Harry Nazar house, which had a sign, Nazir, Nazik, Pazir, over the door, which reminds us that the sector opens discussing kinuim of Naziras, such as Nazir, Nazik, Pazir, as well as Yados for Naziras, and explains the reason the Mishnah brings examples of Yados before examples of kinuim, even though kinuim were mentioned first, is since Yados are learned from Madrasha, they're especially precious to the Tana. So the Nazirs in the hairy Nazar house, which had a sign with Nazir, Nazik, Pazir, over the door, and overlooked the temple where Sotas were disgraced, which reminds us the reason that Nazir is in Seder Nashim, in proximity to the Masechtas of Sota and Gitten, instead of in Kachim, is to say that the cause of a Sota's sin was drinking wine, and therefore teaches, Whoever sees a Sota in her disgrace should restrain himself through Nazirus from wine. So the Nazirs in the hairy house, which had a sign with Nazir, Nazik, Upazir, over the door, and overlooked the temple where sotas were disgraced, often heard people passing by saying, Ehe and Ehe Na'eh, which reminds us, the mission teaches that the declarations of Ehe and Ehe Na'eh are effective to make someone a Nazar, and the Gemara explains that the cases were where a Nazar was passing by, and the person had a mind to become a Nazar. Dav Gimel, so the similar Dav Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. The man riding the hairy camel, hairy camel, that must be one Dav Gimel, Gamal, camel. The man riding the hairy camel who was inspired by water sent to make fruit trees grow and said, Hari Allah Para, which reminds us, the mission taught that one who says, Hari Allah Para, it is upon me to grow tresses as a nazar. The more explains that the source that the word Shiluk means to grow is from the Pasek Shalachayich Pardis Rimonim, your growth of hair like an orchard of pomegranates. The Gemara clarifies that the Pasuk of Mishalech Maim Alpenei Chutzos and sends water upon the fields can be understood to mean growth, that when they water the fruit trees, they grow. The Pasuk would then mean who causes fruit to grow through water on the fields. So the man riding the hairy camel who was inspired by water sent to make fruit trees grow and said, Hari Allah Yilashilech Para was inspired again by some hairy birds flying by and said, An obligation of birds is upon me, which reminds us. The mission say that one who says, Hari Allah an obligation of birds is upon me, Ramir says he's a nazan, the Chum says he's not. Rish explains Ramir's position that his intent is to grow his hair long, and he alludes to hair by using the word birds, which are mentioned near each other in a Pasuk in Daniel. Ramir holds, Matbis inish samichle. A person would vow in reference to something mentioned nearby the term he intends, and the Chumim disagree. Rabbi Yochanan has a different reason for Ramir. So the man riding the hairy camel who was inspired by water, sent to make fruit trees grow, and said, Hari Allah Para, was inspired again by some hairy birds flying by, and said, An obligation of birds is upon me. And then vowed a third time when he passed through a patch, of graveskins, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, One who says, I'm here by another from grape seeds, or from grapeskins, or from hair cutting, or from tuma, he's a Nazir, and all the details of Naziris are upon him. The acceptance of one aspect of Naziris subjects him to a full status of Naziris with all its laws. The Gemara says, Our Mishnah does not accord with Rabbi Shimon who holds, He's not obligated in anything until he vows from all of them. All right, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss? If a wife says to her husband, you have divorced me, is she believed to marry someone else? That's on Duff. Study off in the dark. Good. Number two, which stuff do we have a mocho? Because if someone says he's a Nazar from one aspect of Naziras, such as grapeskins, is he a Nazar or not? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good. Number three, 
which Duffy Bachok is about another Shimshon and the comparison to a Bachor that's on Duff? Dalad. Good number four. Which of the when the Koa rose so to be Kikua, Yazir Yain, whoever sees a Sota in her disgrace, she will restrain himself through a Naziris from wine that's on Duff? Base. Good number five. Which of the one that the declarations of a hey and a hey na'el are effective to make someone a nazir? That's on Duff. Base. Good number six. Which of the Mokoks of Mir and the Kokhamim? If one who says Harilite Siparin, an obligation of birds is upon me, is a nazir or not? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number seven. Which of the incident of the handsome nazir who was approved of by Shimon Tzadik? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good number eight. Which up to the incident of a man who vowed not to benefit from anyone if we would marry before learning halacha? That's on Duff. Tzadi. Good number nine. Which up to the one who says, para, it is upon me to grow tresses, is a nazir, and l'shalech means to grow. That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number ten. Which up does the Mishnah bring the differences between a nazir shimshon and a nazir olam? That's on Duff. Dalad. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramkul Nazir wishing you a great day and great learning.